Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Father's Fire. My name is Jody Cedric, and every week we get together to explore the joys, the challenges, the triumphs, the sorrows, and yes, the fun of being a dad. And straight up, guys, really this podcast is about helping you men not only become better fathers, better dads, but also better husbands and better men, because we need men who can bear the charge and set the standard for fatherhood and men who are treating their ladies great. And I tell you, one of the greatest honors that I have is being part of the Speak Fire family. Every week we get together to explore, you know, and give you guys nuggets that will help you become the best versions of yourself. And we're gonna get to that right after this message from the Speak Fire family. Ignite the fire within you every week with the Speak Fire family. We have amassed an incredible lineup of motivational speakers, professionals, authors who are invested in helping you get the most out of your life. Leaders, check out Michael Gingrass with Leadership Fire. Students, check out Bobby Berg with Student Fire. You young men, check out Sean B with Young Fire. You ladies that are looking to be the very best, check out Aisha Thomas with Internal Fire and Cornelius Dunlap with Champion Fire, taking the lessons learned from being an MVP athlete to the next level in your life. And of course, check out me, Jody Cedric, with Father's Fire, where we explore the joys and the challenges of fatherhood. Join us every Monday, 4 a.m., right here with the Speak Fire family. All right, guys, good morning, and thank you, as always, for joining me as we explore this adventure called fatherhood. I'm super, super excited because I have Antoine the Influencer, and I love his title, The Influencer, because that tells you a lot about his mindset, what he's (laughs) trying to do in the heart of men and of boys, and I just, I'm super, super excited. Welcome, Welcome, Antoine. How are you this morning? I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. All the way here in New Jersey uh, with this cold weather, but I'm blessed. Yeah, so what is cool in New Jersey? Uh, well, it could get down to the 30s. I want to say it's in the 40s now. Oh, so you're you're about similar to Boise right now. That's about what it is right now. So, and I, and if you're like me, man, I'm I'm counting down the days to spring and summer because absolutely when it comes to heat, I'm more like a lizard than an, <laughs> an Eskimo. <laughs> so, so guys, listening to um, Father's Fire, thank you for joining us. So, Antoine, <clears throat> let me give you a little bit of back a little bit of background on Antoine. So, Antoine and I are part of the Elite Speaking Academy led by Sean Hart. And if you don't know who Sean Hart is, he runs a group called the Involved Dad. He has a man-to-man program. And so Antoine and I are under his mentorship. And he and I are both in the same lane as Sean in trying to help men become great fathers and great husbands and I have been following, not only been in the, in the training and in, in, the, in this academy with Antoine, but I've also become his friend and I've been engaging with him on his Facebook page. I mean, you have been throwing out some nuggets and some <laughs> topics the last couple of weeks about relationships and men. 
Um, and you've actually created a group called Sons of Someone. Yes. So let's talk about that group and why that group is so important. So, so Sons of Someone is a male youth mentoring program uh, where we service young men ages from ages 8 to 18. Um, the program was started in 2014 by a group of men who just wanted to, you know, help, help the young men in their community. They wanted to be the people that they needed when they were younger. So we got together, you know, with the help of uh, some young ladies who had already started a, a female mentoring program. And we, you know, we created a curriculum and we just started like we just we just we just started we got the ball rolling and um we started doing weekly sessions for 2 hours with the young men and like it was life changing like we we started like we literally started from the bottom to last year taking 50 kids to a mission retreat in the Bahamas that's that yeah wow yeah that that is amazing to take and and what that actually really resonates with my heart because of a quote that you put on your Facebook page. You said, okay. I don't have a way I had to make one. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you had this vision for these boys, eight to 18, and you wanted to have an impact and you have created something that is, I imagine not only touching their life, but also touching your life in ways that you didn't expect. Yeah, so I tapped back into myself when I was their age, when I was eight, nine, 10, 11, all up until my teen years. I tapped back into the things that I wish I could have done. I wish I was able to do uh, mentorship. I wish I had that would have pushed me in the right direction. So a lot of the things that I do with the youth are things that I didn't get a chance to do or things that I wanted to do. Like um, we're in our second year, we uh, we do a college tour. Um, last year, we took 21 kids from 13 different high schools to seven different colleges. We got on the bus and took a four-day trip. The kids enjoyed it. The parents loved it. We opened their eyes to a different world, like outside of their box. And that, and that's just something that I enjoy doing, definitely. So you talk about not key things that you didn't have as a young man, you know, in a mentor. You know, what, what are those like key lessons that you think are so critical for young men to have, you know, in 2020 today? Um, I, I like we're, we're in a different era now and some of the same things that like we were like our parents taught us, really doesn't work in this era now you know like there's no shade to our elders or 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 any of that but we have to find non-traditional ways to reach the youth now um because they're they're exposed to you know with the internet and social media they're exposed to so much so early so we have to find different ways to you know reach them and I've been like, um, for example, like um, I do job readiness trainings, right? And 
when I when I did a job, the first job readiness training I did, it was like resume um, building resume, and nobody showed up. But then when I did a, I put a twist on it, and I started doing. I was like, all right, so let me think of different skills that would interest youth. Um, that will make money that would they'll be able to make money so one of the things i did was um i got with uh two people i knew who had successful construction businesses right and they wanted to help out with youth and i said all right well let's put together a youth construction program and i don't know about sheetrocking and and, and and flooring but you do so i can help you put the curriculum together and we could teach these youth how to do it. And within a couple of weeks, you know, we got 20 youth and they started learning. And a couple of weeks later, they were on real sites, making real money, learning real skills. And I took that and I was like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to find different career fields where people are successful and people are, you know, entre- entrepreneurs and doing what they, what they, you know, what they do. And for for different we ha, now we have I set up a um a program for April where um, I know a young lady who has a, a makeup and lash shop and I know a lot of young ladies like that so we're setting up we have uh, twenty girls coming through to learn the beauty the the business of beauty and they'll learn the business. Not only will they get a chance to, you know, do the makeup, the glam session and all that, but they'll learn the business side of it. So I've been getting with a lot of people in different career fields and just creating a curriculum and grabbing some kids that's interested in that field and teaching them how to do it. We start we started a hair braiding workshop. All women, a lot of women like to get their hair braided. That's a skill that's gonna pay the bills. You got people that's getting their hair braided for $180, $200 for one braid session. Like we, 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 we got a workshop for that. And we setting it up for a series of workshops where, where the first workshop we did, we had uh, uh, young ladies and their mothers coming in there together, learning how to braid. And it, it, not only is it um, a training session, but it's a, a bonding session with, yeah with the mother and the daughter or or if if a young man wanted to come in there and learn how to break whoever wants to do it like we, we're, we're teaching skills to pay the bills i love that because i think a lot of times you know we fall back to the way that we were taught and we live in a very dynamic very moving creative entrepreneurial environment now and kids are thinking different. I know like a lot of times I'm talking to my partner and he's like, man, people just can't work from home. I'm like, no, dude, we live in a different time. You know, people are thinking about not only, you know, not only do they want to earn the bag, but they want to be able to also have an impact. They want to, Mm -hmm. you know, be socially minded or they want to be involved in their community or they want to travel or, like in some cases they don't even know where to begin and so like I know a lot you know especially here in Idaho there's a lot of discussions about how do we get young men and young ladies interested in the trades because back here 
there's been such a huge emphasis on you got to go to college, got to go to college, got to go to college. And kids are looking at, you know, coming out of school with a hundred grand in debt. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. You know, I'm, (laughs) I'm trying to earn the bag. I don't want to have the bag be owed to somebody else, you know? And so I love that you're getting creative and, and trying to bring that to, to the young men. So. Yeah, I actually, I actually went to a high school that the high school is set for college. Like it's set, the, the whole curriculum is based on going to college. Like it's a pre-college high school. Yeah. So one of the teachers actually asked me to come in. She saw some of the work that I was doing and she asked me to come in to talk to the kids about alternatives to college. Um, so, and we, we had, we just had in November, we just had a a whole, um, fair on alternatives to college where everybody doesn't want to go to college. Like I went to college, I got a college degree, but I'm not set on everybody needs to go to college. I don't think everybody needs to go to college. I think college is good for some people though. The, The experience is good. Um, but I don't think college is for everyone. Right. So for the other people that may not want to go to college, there are a lot of alternatives to college. And we did a fair and we had 30, 36 vendors come through in different career fields where you could get into straight out of high school. Um, and, I, and I talked to the kids and I told them at the at the school and I was like, you know, explore your options. Um, you you don't want to get stuck. Um, I, I still owe $60,000, you know, and I, I have kids in college. <laughs> I have kids in college right now myself and I'm, I'm working really hard so they don't have to owe any money. Um, but I have one, I have one daughter who was in college and dropped out and she was like, college is not for me. And I said, well, we're going to find out what's for you. College yeah. may not be for you, but something is for you. And we're going to figure that out. So now she goes to cosmetology uh, school and she wants to uh, eventually own her own salon and, and take off from there. So college may not be for everybody, but something is for everybody. So we're going to tap into that and figure out what that is. Yeah, I love that. So, so let's talk about being a father. I mean, you mentioned your daughters. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you, I don't know if you have boys as well, but I did know that you have daughters. I, so, I have a two-year-old son. So, so let me ask you a question. So what has your experience been thus far between the difference between having girls and a boy? Man, <laughs> um, it's still early with my boy, but I can say that it's different. It's different because he's different. He has a different type of attitude. He can be very mean sometimes. And I didn't get that with my girls. But yeah, he, he, he's different. So I haven't got all into it yet because he's only two, about to be three. But I can tell everything is different about it, you know? With my girls, it was, it was pretty cool. Like my girls didn't really, they were just like girly girls and up until maybe about 13 is when they started to 
the world started to look different for them, you know, and they and they want and they cared more about their parents and they started to like boys and different stuff like that. So, but I, I'm 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 up for the challenge. You know, I always wanted a son, and I'm up for the challenge for whatever he brings. I'm ready. I'm I'm ready for him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be fun. I mean, I, I have four boys and two daughters, and it's really interesting, you know, to see you know each one of their unique personalities. But also, I mean, the girls. You know, I, you know, I've often I often ask guys. It's like, do you feel different about your girls? And it's I don't know how to explain it, but there's something different. So I'm going to ask you, so have, you know, as you were raising your daughters, were you the man's man and didn't let them do all the foo-foo stuff with you, or did you have some fun with them? So, so I want to say this, right? When I first became a dad at the age of 18, right, I was a young dad, right? And I didn't really – well, I was winging it. I didn't really know how to be a dad. I just wanted to, I think I was a lot more meaner with my first daughter and I didn't allow her to do a lot of things. And and as I got older and I had more daughters, I was a little more lenient because I, I saw what I, the things that I went, the where I went wrong with my oldest daughter. I saw like I should have been a little more lighter in this area. Yeah. I should have been more present in this area. So, um, like I, I always, not always, but I've, my oldest daughter, I apologize to her a couple of times. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't, I should have did it this way. And, and when she sees me, the way I do things with my younger daughter, she's like, wow, when I used to do that, you used to, you know, so, <laughs> so like I told her like, you know, I was, I was kind of winging it at first and I'm starting to learn what works and what doesn't work. So you know yeah it's a little different that's an important thing I, I tell my kids I'm like look you know what this is my first time being a dad and so unfortunately you get to be the experimental child sometimes and I'm doing yeah. the best I can so just be patient with me as you know I'm trying to be patient with you because I don't have it all figured out yeah. and, and I, and I know my own dad you know he he often apologized because I'm the oldest of eight kids and he often apologized to the oldest three. He's like, man, I was so rough on you guys. I was so – and he was in the Navy. So it was yeah. – you know, I, I often joke that I served 20 years under the Navy in my dad. You know, it's yeah. my drill sergeant. And, um, you know, but you kind of, as you get more kids, you definitely temper your approach and the yeah. things you allow them to do. And I think that's important. If you can learn that earlier – it really makes a, a big difference yeah. in your relationship with your kids. So, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't really have, uh, I didn't, I didn't see what being a great dad was like. I didn't grow up with a great dad or with the with really a dad period. So I didn't know how to maneuver. I was really, really just winging it. You know, I, I knew I wanted to be present. I knew I wanted to be a, a part of the, part of everything that they had going on, but I didn't know exactly how how to go about doing that. And the crazy part is, I did a lot of reading to 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 learn how because I didn't see it. I know I wanted to be 
a good dad. I wanted, I think I wanted to be like Bill Cosby on the Cosby show. I wanted them, my kids to like me. I wanted to be funny. I wanted to be stern, but I didn't really know how to do it. Yeah. That, you know, I, you know, I've heard that a lot or, you know, as I've talked to men, it's like, you know what? I just didn't know how to be a good father. I didn't have a role model. And it, and, and that's why I get so excited about the work that you're doing with young men and also older men. Um, and, you know, you've been throwing out some great questions both yeah. to the ladies and the men about, you know, their relationships. So, you know, when you're looking at a younger man or even an older man that's maybe divorced or, you know, he's been a player and he's trying to get his life together, you know, what are some things that, you counsel or you would advise them to to level up and become the men that not only do they need to be but we in our communities need those kind of men yeah so a lot of men i mean like especially if you have kids first of all if you're a man who didn't have a man growing up you should know what it feels like to look in the stands and not see your father there, to look in the audience and not see your father there, for him not to be present. So you know what that empty feeling feels like. So you should not pass that down to your kids. You should be present. Like you, you know what it feels like to be hurt and, and wishing your dad was there or, 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 at, or it was a, an event for dads and, and you had to call your uncle or your cousin or somebody like that. Like, you know how that feels, so why would you pass that down to your your son, your your daughter? So um, I'm challenging men to step up. Like, we, we are supposed to be the heads of the household. So take the role. I mean, and being the head of the household doesn't mean you have to make the most money. Your wife or your girlfriend or, or your partner can make more money, and you still can lead the household. We need to do the things that we need to do to make sure that our family are, are okay. Like, we are the patriarchs of this family. We, it should begin, we're leading. Like, we should take, take the lead role. Like, do, do what you're supposed to do. Like, create your legacy. Make sure things are, start working on generational wealth. Make sure, make sure things are set, like, for when you're not here. What's going to happen when you're not here? You know, you want to you influence your kids, your family, the people that look up to you, your community. You want to you lead by example. And if anybody has followed me, like I have, like let's say Facebook, right? So I've been on Facebook since probably like 2008, 2009. If people have followed me for them, they have seen the cycles of me. They have seen the cycles of me. So they have seen me uh, be in, in relationship, out relations, relationships. The way I used to post was different. I used to talk crazy, like post with a lot of women when I was single. I used to do all of that stuff. And through the years, they have seen me mature. They have grown with me. I, I no longer post about some of the same stuff I posted in 2013. In 2013, I might have posted about uh, 
sex and, and vulgar languages and I would say and all of that stuff. But now I'm more mindful that people really listen to me and people are really looking up to me and people really, when they see me, they, when they see me out in public, they, they believe that the person that I'm portraying on there, they believe that's me. And I'm, my page is public and I don't block nobody. And I want everybody to see what I got going on. Anything I post, I'm knowing that the world can see it and I'm okay with the world seeing it. And I share the reason why I share different things. Like I get, sometimes I get a little, I, I lift some of the layers and tell some stuff that a lot of men probably don't want to talk about. I do that because I want to see other men talk about that too. Yeah. I know what it feels like to have your emotions bottled up for years and not tell nobody. And then it comes out in an argument with in traffic, road rage. It comes out in an argument with your kids. You, you bottled up stuff from last summer that you never let out. And now you arguing with your kids about it and it's coming out all that pain. For, for like, so I encourage people to share. I talk about me having a therapist because I think that that is a great way to to vent and to to get all the the bottled up emotions out of you. So like, like that's my thing. I want men to step up and be men. Accept the challenge. Take care of your household. Be the leader. You know, like that, that's, that's, that's my, that's my thing. That's what I like to do. I, I love it. And, and I love that you're so transparent, you know, one, one of the nice things, you know, with me and my wife working slow, so closely together over the years with, with uh, her side of things with fitness training and choose don't excuses. I mean, what you see with Judy and I is the real deal. I mean, we, there's, it's not the highlight reel. I mean, we share with you the, you know, every aspect of our life. In fact, our, our last podcast together, because we have another podcast called Choose Own Excuse, where we talk very candidly and heartfelt about, you know, depression and suicide and because it's, it's impacted our family. And I think that men need to be able to have those conversations. They need to have the conversations about how they're feeling inside, how they're feeling about, um, you know, their relationships with women or with their kids. And there doesn't seem to be a safe place for them. And, and we need to create that. And that's one of the things that I love that you're doing over there in Jersey is you're trying to create that safe place. And that's what I'm trying to do with Father's Fire is like, look, guys, I'm, I'm going to share with you what I'm feeling, the struggles I'm going through, you know, the moments when I've been a bad dad as well as a good dad. I mean, I, you know, I'm learning just like you are. And one of the things that, that I hear a lot, um, especially with men like you, Sean Hart, Tank Educates, you know, Eric Thomas, is they're often talking about generational wealth. In my community, most men don't talk about that. And I'm, I'm like, guys, we need to get into this mindset, not only of generational wealth as far as finances, but general wealth, generational wealth in regards to legacy. 
what kind of men are we setting the example for our children? I mean, that's the true legacy. I mean, you said, you know, it doesn't matter if your girl or your, your wife make more money than you. You need to be having an impact. That is the true yeah. legacy that we get to have as men. Yeah. So, I, like, when it comes to, like, the gener the generational wealth thing, like, I got it, like, I, I had it rough coming up. I got it out the mud. I, I I started from the bottom. I don't want my kids to do, to start from the bottom. Amen. Like I don't. I had to, I I struggle. It's okay not to struggle. I agree with that. You know it's cliche. People like to like talk about how they you know how they was down and out and everything was bad and every. I don't want my kids to have to go through that. Why would they have to go through that? Yeah. Let's launch them. They have to go through that. Yep. I went through that. So why should they have to go through that? So I'm okay with my kids being privileged. They, they don't like, I'm from the hood. They don't have to be from the hood. Word. Yep. It could be of the hood, but not from the hood. They don't have to have to go through the same struggles that I went through. I, I, I try. I keep my, my 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 kids balanced. They have common sense and they have street smarts. They have both, but we don't have to be poor or have a poor mindset to to have that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I I think that is critical, right? It's like we need to teach our kids to, like you said, they need to have common sense, but they also have they have to have street smarts. But it's like they don't have to go through the same process that we did to get to the point where we are. They should be able to use us as a stepping stone to go even farther. I mean, I, I think the opportunities that are awaiting them are even greater and they're going to do things that we can't even imagine because Absolutely. of the foundation that we've set. And we need to be okay with, look guys, you're, you're on my shoulders. You, you launch higher than I went. And I'm happy with that. I want you to make more money. I want you to be more successful than me. I want your kids to love you as dearly, if not more dearly than you and I are connected. In fact, I hope it's even stronger than the way you and I are connected because, you know, I've set the foundation for you to be successful because that's my role as patriarch. That's my role as dad. That's my role as a provider in my family. And you know what? Me and my wife are doing that side by side, arm in arm, you know, knee upon knee as we're praying every day and getting up and building our family. So the I, thing is like the things that we know now as adults in our thirties, for whatever age we are in our thirties, 40, 50, whatever age we are, the things that we know now as adults, we should be teaching our kids this stuff. Right. So like some of the stuff that I learned in my thirties, my 11-year-old knew for years already. Yeah. Like, as far as, and when it comes to financial literacy, like, we need to teach our kids financial literacy even if the schools don't teach it to them. Yes. Kids should, should know about this stuff, business, and, 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 and before they get to college, before they get to high school. So the things that I'm learning now, I'm, I'm teaching them now so they can be sharper later. Yeah. I, I love that. So, 
Well, man, I, I have truly, truly enjoyed this conversation. I mean, we could legitimately keep going for another 30 <laughs> minutes, but my I hear my daughter getting up. I have to take her to work. But I just want to thank you for taking some time out of your morning to visit with me. I have mad, mad respect absolutely for you watching you you know becoming your not just associate but also your friend and i love that you know we have technology that enables us to bridge the gap of new jersey and boise idaho where we can connect as men and try to have an impact so before we leave how do people reach out to you and how do they get involved in what you're doing there in jersey and then we'll call it a, a wrap okay so you can find me uh, on Instagram, Antoine the Influencer. Um, you can email me at Antoine the Influencer at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Antoine the Influencer. And listen, man, if anybody want to reach out and, and need some advice on anything and, and how to just get started and how to get pushed in the right, right direction, um, question about fathers or youth mentorship. And reach out to me, man. Follow me on follow me on the social media and shoot me an email. I love it, man. Well, thanks again for joining me. And uh, thank you guys that tune into this podcast every week. I mean, really, the whole intent of, of this is to bring men who are elevating the game in their families and in their community to help all of us become better fathers better husbands, and better men. So thank you guys for joining me. We will catch you same time, same bat channel, right here on Father's Fire. See ya! <laughs>